Uh, as we left off, um, Maisel, you just finished speaking with um, those gentlemen. Uh, well, that gentleman and the uh, barkeep at the inn. Um, Ozias, you just finished speaking with your inn's barkeeper, uh, informing you uh, of two potential locations for um, seedier individuals looking to hide. It is now getting later in the day. Drang, Maisel, the two of you continue much longer. You will face potentially suffering a point of exhaustion if you don't receive some rest soon. Ozias, of course, you don't have that problem. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just want to link back up with the group and relay the, the two locations. Okay. Uh, Dylan, when I went to the lioness earlier and had that whole scenario was it like closed up i can't remember uh yeah it was uh it was closed because it's a it's not an inn technically it's a tavern so okay um yeah it was closed for the night um which is a bit strange um Mm -hmm. because for a tavern that was still relatively early in the night at that point yeah so it would have made sense for it to be open yeah. Um, so yeah, I just want to relay and be like, um, I've already been to the lioness once tonight. I'll go check it out. If you two just go go check this broken branch spot, and then I don't know. Then you guys can go to sleep. I just uh, uh, sorry. Just one more spot. Where is it? We're uh, in the whole city. Yeah, using my. Uh, city knowledge ability. <laughs> I relay to them. Okay. <laughs> Rough yeah. directions of where it is. <laughs> uh, Ozzyus gives you surprisingly detailed and <laughs> uh, confident directions. You're gonna ask for Mike. He's got the red hat. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, right. Yeah. I, I, I will follow his directions. I'm not going to bed. Okay. Sure thing. Uh, as the two of you head for the Broken Branch, um, it is another inn, a little bit smaller than the one that you guys are currently staying at, um, a little bit uh, more poorly decorated. The exterior is a little more worn. Um, as you approach, uh, the stairs leading up to the door kind of creak and whine with each step. And as you enter, um, there is a surprising number of people still up. Uh, well past the curfew, still drinking. Um, the light inside almost belays the fact that uh, that there is still business happening because the lanterns are turned down so dimly that you can barely see the light um, before getting right up to the door and entering. It's dim and sort of dingy inside. A couple people sitting at tables, drinking. Not really talking. One or two. There's some people playing cards in the far back corner. One person actually completely passed out on the table, drooling on the the sort of slightly tilted, uneven uh, wooden table as you enter. Uh, I walk in and um, I think I freeze in the doorway, like a little intimidated by the uh, 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 breath of options of uh, 
I think what I see is like potentially CD people mm-hmm. to try to get information out of. Um, and like I'm standing in the doorway as Drang, I would imagine, walks up as well. And Drang has even less idea what to do. This is like, this is a laundry book list of situations Drang is uncomfortable in and bad at. So <laughs> I just want to like just cursorily um, look for someone who would be Zeph shaped. Okay. Either Zeph or Zeph in a, uh, a hood. Make a perception <laughs> check for me. Uh, yep. Ozzy, as you do arrive at the lioness, the latch to the back entrance to the basement still open, and the building still dark and locked up. Yeah, I'm going to go down into the basement again. Okay. And, Maisel, your result? I was only a nine. Okay. Um, you don't see anyone that immediately sticks out to you as being very reminiscent of Zeph. Um, no one's really hiding their faces, though. Um, they're rougher around the edges, for sure. Um, surlier types, but no one's hiding from view in this establishment. There is a uh, dragonborn gentleman behind the counter uh, working the bar. He's got sort of a, uh, like, uh, inconsistent coat of metallic scales that kind of go from, like, a dark gray lead color to, like, hints of silver. But it's all sort of, like, muddied, very uneven. And he uh, sees you enter and just nods, doesn't say anything. Uh, I nod back and... and walk up to him um, and lean up against the bar, right next to the person who's uh, slumped over, uh, drooling asleep. Awfully late to be coming in looking for a drink. Yes, I, um, my friend back there is trying to escort people north, um, and we've lost one of our companions. We think he's in trouble. Uh, did anyone come in here recently looking disheveled, looking, well, that's not an accurate term here, looking surprisingly sheveled uh, as if they were recently uh, bathed and changed into different clothing? I don't know why I would be paying attention to such a thing. Um, I put down a couple of the gold coins I have. Uh, exactly a couple, two. Half elf, black hair. <laughs> okay. You, you recall what he uh, looks like. You're able to give at least a, yeah, a decent, yeah. vague description of him. And he, the dragonborn, just kind of nods. Clawed hand kind of scratches at the chin and the jawline a little bit. Can't say I've seen anyone looking like that tonight. Or at least in recent memory. I've seen some outsiders coming into the place recently, though. I tend to recognize oh, recently. the faces. Uh, within the last couple days. Two days ago, I would say. Came in. Asking around. A taller gentleman. Human. Blondish hair. Asking about, um... He 
slides both those gold and palms them. Asking about places to bet. Gambling type, seems. So if we were the betting type, and I think she puts one more gold priest down. Make a persuasion check. Mm. <laughs> Whoops, I have plus five. Uh, 21. <laughs> he wasn't looking for just any type of gambling. Not petty cards, like some of these drunks. Said he was looking for betting on fights. That's what he told me, at least. In confidence. But he's an outsider. How much confidence can I have? So are you. So you don't need to have any confidence in me. Um, I'm asking on behalf of my friend here. And I slapped the uh, um, the sleeping person on the back. They don't even wake up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like a... <laughs> <laughs> drool. So, trust them. Yeah. If you were telling this story to someone you knew, what else would you describe? Not much other than the fact that I don't much trust him. Told him to go talk to the lioness. He's an out-of-towner, too. Figured they'd get along a little better. Then I told him to kindly fuck off. So what do I, and I uh, point and smack the person one more time, owe you on top of that? Don't bother me anymore. What were your words? Kindly fuck off? Rightly. Hmm. Have a lovely evening. And he... Step out, leave. Yeah. Doesn't even acknowledge you after that. Ozzy, we need to send into the basement of the lioness. It is still, as you recall it, a room with a makeshift uh, set of seating and a ring. And is still pretty much empty. Uh, yeah, I want to start start creeping around to see if I can hear anything um, and looking for a way to get upstairs. Okay. Uh, yeah, make an investigation check for me. 16. Okay. Uh, You find that there is a locked door on the far side from where you descended um, Mm -hmm. that is locked um, with a uh, padlock. Right. Um, Can I hear anything? Uh, You listen closely and you don't quite catch any sounds as far as you can tell. You listen close for a moment or two, kind of up against the door. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, and there seems to be no other ways to go upstairs. Uh, 
not as far as you can tell. Uh, the room is pretty sparse beyond the seating, the the um, the ring, and then the two the two uh, entrance slash exits, the locked door, and the stairs leading to the the cellar entrance. Um, you don't see any other doors or or ways in or out from there. Um. All right, I want to try to kick a hole through the door. <laughs> Make a strength check for me. Okay. <laughs> 17. Okay. You kick it, and it's a there's a loud thump and a crack as you put a dent in the door at about, like, waist level from kicking it, and it cracks oh. a little in the center, and there's this loud noise that echoes through the entire space as soon as you mm. kick it. There's a moment of quiet following the echo. Mm-hmm. And then you hear footsteps. Loud, frantic footsteps coming from beyond the door and up. Echoing through the ceiling. Um, okay, yeah, I'm just gonna, like, tuck around a corner and give it a second to see if I hear either the front door opening or if anybody's coming down. Okay. But I do want to try to, like, hide Make a stealth check. Cool. Oh, hey, I have, um... I'm proficient in stealth, it turns out. (laughs) Somehow. (laughs) It's a 22. Okay. Yeah, you just kind of blend in to the shadows. There's a moment of the, the footsteps getting louder. As it sounds like they're coming down another set of stairs, wooden ones that creak, that you can hear through the door just to your side. As those footsteps approach the door, you hear a, what in the fucking hell? Who? And he, there's this man's voice. Who the fuck? (laughs) Is there anyone there? Who did this? Do I, do I recognize this voice? No. Have they come through to my side of the door? No. They're asking through the door, like, trying to project, like, if you're there, I'm gonna right-kick your ass. Um, Ozzy stays silent, but makes, like, a, like, shuffling noise with his foot. I hear you. I have half a mind to contact the guards and have them come down here and haul your ass away. <gasps> the curfew! <laughs> Breaking and entering is a serious crime. Uh, yeah, Ozzy just remains silent but keeps, like, making that, like, shuffling noise. <laughs> it's quiet for a moment. You can almost feel the contemplation. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it, I'm calling the guards. And he you hear him stomp away from the door and ascend the stairs beyond the door. Alright. I'm gonna leave. Okay. <laughs> uh as you leave the basement, um you kind of poke your head out and you see him. It's a dwarven gentleman. Mm-hmm. Uh in like his nightgown, essentially, he's wearing his like his uh, like smock-like 
clothes with uh, boots hastily thrown on, and he's like standing, looking around the side of the building. Doesn't see you, but you see him in the faint light from the lanterns. And then he kind of like shuffles away and starts heading down the the street in the direction of the uh, the guards' barracks. I would like to attempt to catch him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. I want to like sneak up behind him. Make another stealth check for me. Twenty-four. Okay. Uh, yeah, you easily sneak up on him. He doesn't hear you in the slightest. You follow behind slowly and quietly as he's, like, trudging in his sleeping gown and his boots through the snow, trying to get to the the guard's barracks. Um, and you gain on him quickly and pull right up behind him. Um, I would like to put one of my new knives to his throat. Uh, and Ozzy's like, shh, shh, shh. I just have a couple questions for you, and then both of our nights are over. You understand? Fuck? Uh, just yeah, yes. So you have a half elf kid and a halfling woman come to your place of business looking for a room? Not tonight. Anytime recently, halfling woman. Last few days, saw a halfling woman human man, too. They came in together. What did they do? Where were they going? Asking about places to stay. Man said he was a, a, a better, though, gambler. Wanted to bet on the fights. Told him that I could uh, get him get him in. Where'd you send him? Uh, I didn't give him anywhere specific. I just told them I didn't feel comfortable with him staying in my establishment. They give you any indication where they were going? Uh, no, they didn't really want to share much with me. That's all you got? Think close. Your life's on the line. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh God, I don't want to die. Uh, <laughs> human, he was, um, his clothes were familiar. He, uh, he was dressed, uh, Empire attire. All right. If you had to give your best guess as to where they were staying the night, what would you tell me? If someone like you's looking for them, maybe they're not paying to stay anywhere. Maybe they're hiding out. Where's a person hide out in a place like this? A quiet alley. Break into one of the un unfilled houses. Some place where where there isn't anyone to pay, no one to see you. Thank you for being so forthcoming. You're going to keep facing that way and you're going to stay real quiet. You understand? Y yes. Um, is there like an alley? Not the one that I just came down. Is there like another alley within throwing distance? Yeah. I would like to throw the knife down the alley. Okay. Make a make an attack roll, a ranged attack roll for me. So. Oh, boy. Uh, 14. 14? Okay. You mm -hmm. throw it, and it vanishes into the darkness of an alley, and it finds purchase on some piece of wood that's just out of your, your vision. Uh, I need you to roll a, <laughs> oh, D1, a D100 for me. Okay. <laughs> that's always a good question. Yeah, it should be fine, right? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, 92. Okay. You vanish and appear with the dagger in your hand. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. I would like to remove the dagger and just keep walking down the alley. Okay. After stopping by the broken branch, um, Drang, Maisel, what do you two do? Shall we uh, yeah, wait for we... him at the inn? He seems spooked by this. Mm. I agree. I don't want to just be inactive observers. Mm. Dre, if you want to go to sleep, feel free, but I'm not. I will do what I can to help. Hmm. It occurs to me that human face is not a good descriptor. <laughs> That's right. Hmm. He's also a full foot shorter than you keep oh. describing. Oh. Yes, I suppose so. Cat, <laughs> I have a question for you. Yeah. How concerned... Hi. How concerned is Drang about what's currently happening? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, actually, you know what? Seeing Maisel exhausted and still pushing herself, I think pretty strongly, yeah. Like, after having given a speech about how important it is to believe in things, you know, like, <laughs> Drang believes in... Um, using her strength to help people, so. Can you make another wisdom saving throw for me? It didn't do good. I did a six. Maisel, as you're speaking to Drang, you watch as tears begin rolling down her cheeks. Drang, you feel that same melancholy feeling you felt before. You shrugged it off last time. It felt like something just somewhere kind of far in the back of your mind, and you couldn't really see it. But you did feel it. But that melancholy suddenly is this intense sadness as tears begin to roll down your cheeks. Maisel, you see as the floor beneath Drang's feet begins to freeze, and frost and ice begins to slowly make its way out from where she stands. As the air gets cold and you can see your breath in front of your face as she stands in front of you. And you see as if a specter floating behind her, a shape made of mist, frozen bits of water in the air collecting, floating just behind her as if it's hovering over her. Trang, are you Oh And as she's saying that, I think 
Basil goes to like jump towards it, just like swat behind, um, behind Frank. Uh, yeah, I mean you do, and it's mm-hmm. it's <laughs> it's it's cold air, and as you do, it actually like frost kind of clings to your hand as you run your hand through it. Drang, your stupor, Drang, are you all right? Your stupor leaves you. That sadness still kind of like clinging at the, the in your chest, but you have clarity. You are no longer entranced, but you do still feel this feeling, and now you feel this lingering around you. This something that has almost got its arms hovering around yours. As if there's someone standing behind you, attempting to put its arms around you, but never quite closing them. I am... I am sorry to worry you, myself. No, that's... What is happening? We are... We are... Still filled with sorrow, myself. I. <laughs> Sorry to worry you. It's fine. What. What new sorrow is. Not new. Well, new. But we are still mourning what we discovered. What I discovered. Trang, if you need to take time, I can... I can do this. I will not be much help, but I will be what help I can. Fear not. Uh, Maisel, I think, looks at, like, the weird frost on her hands that came out of nowhere. Are you... Sure. Yes. Uh, Yes, sir. I will be quite all right. Well, I don't know where we're going anyway, so... Nor I. That's that. Nor I. Um, I want to walk back towards the inn and see if uh, uh, the bartender pointed Ozzy in any specific direction that he didn't tell to us. Okay. So, as you continue onward, uh, Drang... Do you follow behind Maisel, or do you stand with yourself? Okay, as you follow behind, um, you feel that cold, lingering kind of pull away as you step forward out of it. Go ahead. Um, When that happens, Drang is going to stop and turn around and acknowledge who was there. It seems cruel to just leave without doing so. And there is this figure. Clearer now. Clearer than what Maisel saw. This humanoid figure standing 
floating war, so. Long, lupine figures of the face. As it turns its head and looks out at the plaza that you stand in, what is it you're doing to help your friends right now, Jang? To help your companions? You're helping them look for Zeph? I think just like being present. Mm-hmm. I think, um, first of all, Basil tends to look to Drang in moments of uncertainty, so she wants to be there mm-hmm. to look at in moments of uncertainty. And <laughs> to um, be looked at. <laughs> she's well, she's also um, been effective as just a large presence when you need to have a big friend. <laughs> and so I think most of what Drang is doing to help is being present. <laughs> She's just kind of being there. Okay. Understood. All right. Um, mm-hmm. As you follow Maisel, this figure vanishes with a gust of wind and turns to little more than bits of snow and ice. Ozzyus, what are you doing right now? You said you're returning to the others? Uh, yeah, I'm going back to the the square where the inn is. Okay. Um, This figure appears before you as if conjured from wind and flecks of ice and snow. And it just stands before you for a brief moment and it turns and begins moving in the direction of the plaza just one step ahead of you in lockstep with you. I've seen this figure before, right? At the, the campfire? You saw, you saw it at the campfire, yeah. Yeah. I think Ozzy after is just like, hello? Um, and then I'm assuming it doesn't answer. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to keep following it, I think. Okay. Yeah, it just stays one step ahead of you all the way until you arrive at the plaza. Um, Maisel, when you enter the inn... Um, keep isn't there anymore. Bar's empty. There's a single lantern lit by the base of the stairs leading up to the rooms, keeping the stairs safe to traverse and visible. But when you enter, it's quiet and dark inside. Oh, no. Oh, Um, no! (laughs) uh, I yell out... (laughs) Hello? (laughs) It's quiet. No response. Weird. That usually works. Trying you enter just as you hear this (laughs) call (laughs) by Maisel uh, from just outside the door as you enter behind. Um, But moments later, Ozzy, as you return, upon entering the plaza and seeing the inn uh, before you, that figure vanishes into the wind. Um, yeah, I'm gonna head back to the end. Okay. Cool. The three of you find yourself standing in a dark, mostly unlit inn at about 2 a.m. at this point. Drang, when Ozzy enters, that sad feeling fades. 
<laughs> I'm just happy. I'm happy to see my favorite happy guy. To see your, friend, <laughs> your special guy. <laughs> a special, a special buddy. <laughs> that lingering, that cold, and that sadness soften and then fade. <laughs> um, Ozzy comes in and is like, "Thank you both. Did you anybody spend anything? Does anybody need reimbursed?" Hostage looks fine. at Maisel. That's, that's nothing. That's. I need to know more about who's going to be chasing us now that this is the reality we're, well, in. We did not learn anything. Yeah, I. I didn't learn too much actionable, but. Look, you two should get some sleep, and tomorrow we'll go over everything. I got a plan. Huh. You, you two need to sleep. <clears throat> I promise I will tell you everything I know tomorrow. Amazel crosses her arms and walks towards the stairs. Okay. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think Ozzy, like, points the room and is like, I'll be, I'll be in in a, in a sec. Okay. Um, Dylan, I am comfortable risking the point of exhaustion. I don't think Maisel sleeps tonight. Okay. I think she sits like against the window, like just freaking about a whole weird day. Maisel's weird day. <laughs> Maisel's weird day. <laughs> it's one weird day. Okay. Sure. And Drang? Um, yeah, I think I, Drang is, I mean, the party druid. I don't think she's going to engage in any fights for the bed. I think she's fine sleeping on the floor. Mm. Probably close to the window because it's probably colder there, even mm -hmm. though she can't have the window open. Okay. All right. So she's going to probably lay down to sleep next to where Maisel's freaking out. <laughs> okay. But Understood. She's been so tired lately because of the exhaustion from her wound that she's probably not going to be able to stay up. And Ozius. Um, yeah, I think after like the door closes behind Maisel and Drang, um, Ozzy like sits on the stairs. Um, and like I imagine it's very dark in here. Um, and just like the like silhouette of him like taking off his hood veil thing and just like putting his head in his hands and being like, fuck. Drang, as you sleep, you dream again. And once again, you're standing in that same expanse. But the pool of water that reflected the shifting gray and white cloudy sky is now a frozen solid sheet of ice that stretches on as far as the eye can see. There's a rolling wave of clouds in the distance, shifting and swirling, moving towards you. It is dark. It holds a shifting uh, coldness inside it, and you see the vaguest dark silhouette of a figure, large, imposing, 
as if standing, lording over this entire expanse of frozen nothing. You focus your vision back in front of you and you see a figure. The same white figure you saw before, but their form has taken shape. Less a white mass of moving mist, but a figure of flesh and blood. Clad in a leather breastplate, their white fur spilling out from the edges, their back towards you, long white ears pointed up, shades of blue in the waist wrap and leggings they are wearing as their hands and arms hang loosely at their side with one a palm sitting on the pommel of a short sword at their hip staring out into this wall of clouds in the distance I am sorry. I am not good at funerals. I could have had none. So I will be grateful for the one I received. Drang of the short days. They straighten their back and they close their eyes and then they grip their sword in their hand, the hilt of the sword in their hand. They inhale and let out a breath and they say, I am Plume, second fang of the White Hunt. I was supposed to guard The totem. I'll have to apologize. I am selfish for asking this, but... Will you take me... there? They draw their sword from their sheath. And they turn it around and they hold it with both hands in front of their chest and they bow their head down towards you and they say strength of the emperor be with you drang of the short days and you wake tears in your eyes Cat, what are the spell pieces in this ad? Um, advertising, pandering, obligatory, and team. 
Then I want to use my piece, Honest, and cast Honest Advertising to tell people that Sword of Symphonies is an actual playtest campaign of the game that you made, starring us. Ooh, ooh, and I want to cast Charming Pandering and tell them how much fun we are to listen to. Ooh, or would that be Charming Team? I think I have a charming team, yes, Kirsten. Oh. Nick, do you want honest advertising to tell them that we have sort of a cozy horror vibe and that people can listen to us every Saturday? Oh, and before we do that, I'd like to add my spell piece music because I write everything in-house. Yeah, I love your music, Kathleen. And I think your sound work in general is top-notch. So let's cast honest music advertising and charming team on the listener and invite them to join us on Sword of Symphonies. Drang is suddenly too warm and wants to go outside. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You find Maisel just knocked out. Looks terrible. (laughs) Yeah, if Drang stirs, I think that probably, like... (laughs) If I'm, like, sitting in the window, so, like, the small amount of sleep I was getting. Because if that doesn't happen, Drang is going to do the, just like pull the coat up over the, mm. <laughs> up over the shoulders thing that you, you do. You try, but it may as well wake. Yeah. Uh, so, sorry. You okay? Yes. I, I just woke by chance. I am quite well. You? I'm fine. I'm fine. It's Where's Ozzy? Sorry, uh, Dylan, is it like, has it been a while? Is it like daybreak or? It's, it's coming on sunrise. It's just, okay. just before sunrise. There's still, there's a hint of light appearing on the horizon. Uh, Ozzyus, you're immediately brought out of your um, trance by the innkeep uh, coming down and beginning to prep for breakfast. They actually are startled by you for a moment. Their footsteps bring you out of your chance, and they see you, and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, well, that's creepy. You're creepy. <laughs> Couldn't sleep. What do you want from me? You want some food? Uh, maybe later. All right. Your friends might. Let me know. And he goes back to the kitchen. Yeah, I think Ozzy is just still sitting there waiting for somebody to to wake up. And like, Drang's going outside. She wants to outside, so. Okay. You descend and you see Ozzy sitting at a table by himself downstairs in the dining room. Is it time for breakfast? Uh, yeah, Barkeep just asked if we wanted some food, so I guess. Hmm. I will see if Mazella's hungry. Is she awake? Yes, I woke her. I did not intend to. Yeah, well, not a restful night. Sorry I kept you two running around. No. It is a danger we all face. Yes? I guess so. 
then you did it out of concern for us. Thank you. Sure thing. And Johnny's going to go upstairs and see if Maisel hasn't fallen asleep again. Uh, she didn't, but she did do that thing that, you know, us as humans do, where you um, are up after a real bad night and you just like crawl up onto the bed and splay out on all of it and do the big <laughs> sigh without falling asleep. <laughs> so she's there like on top of the covers and all that. <laughs> all right. Yeah, Drang, you, you find her just sprawled out. Yeah. I think Drang just like yeah. watches quietly, trying to figure out whether or not she's asleep. I'm awake, Drang. Uh, um, is it perhaps time for breakfast? I suppose it is. Let's, and she does the like the flop off the front of the bed. Face the day, hmm? Mm. This may be a good time to speak with friend Arceus about his concerns. That's right. Uh, if Drang is heading back down, I'll follow behind her. Okay. Yeah. Ozzy, were you down here all night? Uh, Yes. Why? Uh, I don't know. Seems like a good place to be. <laughs> no, Ozzy, why? You... You can't be this concerned and then this... cut off. I didn't... I don't need to sleep in the same way. Um, I wanted to leave you to the room in case somebody slept. Sounds like nobody really did. A little. A little. Ozzy, what, what's coming? Uh, and I sit down at the table um, to like signal to the uh, the barkeep that like we are actually sitting down to have some breakfast. Okay, uh, Are we all three of you uh, eaten? And does anybody want any coffee? Yes, please. Coffee. Hmm. Just coffee for me. All right. Mm-hmm. I'll be back. Two plates, three coffees. And he- I apologize. I am not capable of consuming meat. Got it. Uh, Thank you. Two plates, three coffees. One vegetarian. Understood. And he walks back into the kitchen. Um, Are we the only ones out and up right now? Currently, yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think Ozzy's like, all right, we can talk until somebody else another group comes out here to eat uh, and then we have to move somewhere else. This is not safe to be talking about out in the open. So what's coming? Um, so I uh, work work for might be a generous term. Um, more accurately, I'm owned by a 
criminal syndicate called the Rusted Ring. Did I get the name right? It is the Rust Ring Syndicate. The Rust Ring. It's, uh, the Rusted Root. Right, Rusted yes. Root. Send me on my way. Send me on my way. That's uh, their <laughs> motto, actually. <laughs> well, actually, what they uh, say is when they're gonna when they're gonna knock someone off, like kill them. I, they're like, yeah. I'm gonna send you on your way. Right. Send yeah. him on his way. Send <laughs> him on his friggin' way. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is. Uh, yes, it's called the Rust Ring Syndicate. They are yeah. based out of the capital city of the Hishrod Empire. Uh, they are called the Rust Ring, and this is common knowledge, uh, especially for you, Ozzy, since you are familiar with them, having done business with them. The capital city of the Empire uh, is the city of Aaliyah. It's also known as the Ringed City, because it's built on these vertical, tiered rings. And the lowest ring, which actually stretches underneath other parts of the city, and is constantly shaded in darkness is called the rust ring okay so yeah ozzy's like um i'm owned by a criminal syndicate called the rust ring syndicate um i've been doing work with them for a long time now they uh traded me the ability to live a life um as it were for um, you know, doing some work for them, coming when called, throwing some fights here and there for them to make money. Um, I came here to track down what Zeph and his crew were doing to report back and bring in anybody who, uh, you know, was acting against the syndicate. But now that Zeph's out, um, you know, they have eyes and ears all over the place. So, not only are they going to send somebody to come get him, they're going to send somebody to come talk to me about what went wrong. And there's there's two things worth mentioning for you, Dalton. Um, one is that Zeph was a member of the syndicate. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. He was caught selling information or giving syndicate information to another third party. Mm -hmm. um, and secondly, uh, when you last spoke to Justice in Gunner's Holt, you were told that uh, there was fewer and fewer syndicate resources and affiliates the further north you went. Oh, right. Okay. So I think then Ozzy is like, um, relays that Zeph, you know, was working for the syndicate and started selling information and then is like, um, now that he's out, it's a, you know, it's a real question mark on what he's going to do. If anybody from the syndicate sees him, it's bad for us and worse for him. Um, but, you know, they're going to check in on me. And if I tell them that he's gone, it's uh, not going to be great news either. Do you think anyone would know what he looks like? Any of the few people up here that are part of the, what did you call it? The rusted root? <laughs> um, they've already, they've already checked in on me once. So if I don't find him in the next few days, uh, who knows where he could go. They could gather the resources to get out of here. Um, I got a plan, though, based on some information I received last night. 
if you two are interested mm-hmm. in hearing about it, you don't have to help me, but just so you know what I'm doing. Ozzy, we want to hear the information. <laughs> um, all right, so also keep your voice down. <laughs> um, so I was planning on setting up a fight here to draw in some of the more unsavory elements of the town and get information about mm-hmm. Zeph's cohorts and also what could have happened in the wield. The crime. Right, the crime. Yes. Um, the big crime. So I got some information last night that uh, somebody who may have been connected to Zeph is in town hoping to gamble on some fights. So I need to get a fight set up tonight. Hopefully that Aussie, person... we got the same information. You, you did, did you? We did? You did? We at least got that some shady human was oh, oh. looking to gamble. Human, okay, that's good. Uh, human did, face. Did you get it right? <laughs> did you get a description? Uh, blonde. Um, human, I don't know, big, tall, it's the best <laughs> I have. All right, um, you know, I can't than... do this like you do. <laughs> it's better than what I had, it's fine, thank you. Um, so I need to get a fight set up for tonight before they have a chance to leave. Um, it's gonna be tough, I wish I had another day to do it, but luckily I've already connected with somebody who uh, wants the same thing, and I know a location, so, but, you know, decent chance that there is, um, that's where we'll find Zeph, and that's where we might find somebody who knows about what happened at the wild, at the wield. We have been given three days to seek our vengeance. All right, so we need to start spreading the word fast about a fight. Um, and then Dylan, question for you. Mm-hmm. Since I'm familiar with fights that were operated through the Rust Ring Syndicate, mm-hmm. do I know of like some kind of way of communicating that this is like a Rust Ring Syndicate sponsored match? Like, was there a way to communicate like, hey, this is the one that you can come to if you're like trying to do do some of the darker deals, you know? Sure. Um, okay. So I'll start by. I'll give you some some preface before I answer that question. Something to mm-hmm. keep in mind. Zeph and his affiliates that he is working with are a defector of the syndicate and two outside influences that are right. not members. They're not affiliates right. of the syndicate directly. Um, mm-hmm. Second thing is that you do recall uh, before going to the Longhouse for the banquet there were people talking about a fight being planned already right but to answer your actual question yes you could use some of the code you learned from Bella your handler to specifically mark a fight as being syndicate affiliated um, okay, so given the, the two bits of information, I'm going to sort of change my idea and say that um, 
we need to uh, find somebody who knows about the fight that was happening. Um, I've got a lead in mind. It almost certainly will be held at the Lioness. Um, I am probably okay to go back there, but it might be a better idea if one of you two does. Just, you know, just in case. Alone and says what? Uh, ask them about the fight. I've seen the ring. They've got to have it. Uh, you know, just Fine. don't make it. Don't make yourself seem like a cop, and I think it'll be okay. <laughs> don't be a narc. <laughs> <laughs> right. It is as my children always used to say. All cops are bastards. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. These sound like smart kids, Dreg. They are, yes. You've raised them well. I'm proud of them. Also, Azius, you have an alias waiting for you. Yeah, that was my next stop for sure. Um, so I'm just going to be like, if you two can maybe go check out the lioness, um, Get an idea of when the fight's happening. It should be soon. Um, you know, if they give you any guff, just say you know that the ring is downstairs. Um, I give them the quick instructions to get there. And then I say, uh, I'm going to make a, a stop. And then let's maybe reconvene back in the square. Uh, we can just meet outside the lioness. Thanks for bearing with me here. Um, I'm going to do what I can to get out of, get us out of this and then turns to leave. Cool. He did right. not <laughs> breakfast. Yeah, Ozzy has completely forgotten about his coffee. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, the innkeep returns with two plates, three coffees, and sees that Ozzy is gone and goes, huh. Giant pushes the third coffee over to Maisel. <laughs> hmm. Just... Square your tab before you leave. And he walk, walks back to the kitchen. I like it here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a good end. <laughs> Nobody asks any questions. No one's rude. Just minds right. extra um, coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Ozzy. Yeah? Yeah. Can I assume where you're going? Yeah. You... So let me get my sign ready. Give me a second. <laughs> you arrive at the loose thread. <laughs> the door isn't open at the front. The sign that normally says open or closed is turned to closed. But it clearly says written on a small sign that they should be open right now. Based on the hours and the time of day. You peek in the window and you can see the faint signs of movement coming from that back curtain where you entered into the back room, shuffling in movement, faintly visible through the dim interior. Yeah, I'm going to give that door a nice little knock. You knock. There's a pause. And then you hear footsteps and a... As hope... Dressed as finely and, and prim as she was when you saw her last, opens the door, and she sees you, Ozzy, and she says, Mr. Ozzy, yes. 
It's a pleasure to see you. I was expecting you, but not quite so early. But it's yeah, fortuitous timing. Sorry, I'm early. Uh, oh night. no, it's actually important that you're here. I was afraid I'd have to wait all day for you to arrive, or even till tomorrow. I actually need you to um, try some things on for me. I didn't take your measurements. I'm good at judging by eye, but I need to make sure that, well, certain parts are perfectly fitted. Uh, yeah, sure. Perfect. Please, step inside. And she closes the door behind you and doesn't even bother to turn the sign around to say open. And leads you <laughs> to the back room. Where, again, you see those mannequins. Um, those those uh, clothing mannequins uh, wearing number of outfits. That fancy clothes. Those rows of fancy clothes. Noble clothes on the walls. And in the dead center... Uh, flanked on either side by mirrors is this one uh, mannequin in this loud outfit. <laughs> it is, well, it's certainly something. The body piece starts black from the chest, layered with these crisscrossing patterns creating these sort of like almost this fish scale pattern coming up the chest and then long arms of the same sort of crisscrossing pattern that go from black to an um, uh, like an ombre red brighter and brighter as it descends the hands into these bright red gloves with gold studs on the back of the hands and what looks like little fake golden claws on the ends of each finger. There is a uh, sort of chest pattern of the same sort of like gold accents, um, creating these like intricate um, patterns up the chest in this sort of V. And you see that there's sort of these letters ascending this V along the neck and all the way down the sides of the arms as well, these uh, these symbols you don't recognize. And the head of the mannequin is wearing a tight-fitted black sort of like head sock with a gold mask in the shape of a skull with two large horns curving out of the forehead around the back. <laughs> the waist, instead of a sash or a belt, is a gold chain designed to look like a demon's tail with a point dangling. <laughs> she gestures towards it. I've been working non-stop. I hope it's sort of what you imagined. Hope this, uh... This rules. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> I agree. This is the part I was actually most excited for, though. Um, so, I added a little extra something. The trim, it's actually infernal. Uh, a skill of mine. 
mostly gibberish, nonsense, things just to fill in. It's already time-consuming to do the embroidery, lest actually sit and write out what it's supposed to say. Waste of time. No one's going to read it anyways. The only exception is on the interior of the mask. I did make a small inscription so that you can do this. She snaps her finger between her fingers between the horns as a ring of fire slowly apparates, floating right above the mask, perfectly centered between the horns. <laughs> That's extremely cool. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> um, I think Ozzy is just like shaking his head in disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> Now, about those measurements. <laughs> Anything you need. <laughs> Wonderful. I have to say, though, I am sorry. I haven't even started on your normal street clothes. I just got so caught up in this. It kind of took all my attention. Um, I'll get working on your other outfit um, soon, as soon as we finish the final touches on this one. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's no problem. I can tell you put a lot into work, a lot of work into this one. Um, luckily, the timeline has uh, really accelerated in this town. I've been hearing some chitter and chatter. So I'm glad to hear that you're uh, keen to it. Yeah, hey, um, while I've got you, have you heard anything about an upcoming fight. I saw the ring in the lioness, but I hear there's something coming soon. Well, I imagine that's likely what they're referring to. I did tell you that there was something happening here in town, and it's lukewarm at best. And she looks at your outfit. I was hoping you could bring a little more flame and fire to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really hoping to spice things up. Can I, uh, can I wear it out? You'll get some <laughs> looks, but I don't see why not. I'm used to looks. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> You're gonna have to disrobe to get into this thing, so... Ozzy, how complicated is your junk? <laughs> yeah! Does it come off like the hand does? <laughs> and Hope doesn't seem keen on excusing herself Yay. from the room unless prompted. Yay! Um, yeah, I think Ozzy is like, uh, you mind uh, turning around? I didn't figure you for the bashful type, Mr. Ozzyus. But if you uh, insist, I will respect your boundaries. Gotta keep the mystique up, you know? Mm. <laughs> I see. Very well. She turns. Where's Mike? <laughs> uh, yeah, and Ozzy, I think, just like every now and then asking for instructions about how to put like a it's, specific element it's on. It's surprisingly complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so she yeah, has to I like talk you through it. Yeah, after a lot of walkthrough. And then once Ozzy feels like he's covered enough, like I mm -hmm. think he tells her she's gonna like turn around and help him like fasten things and stuff but okay. Ozzy does keep it a, keep it a secret still 
Okay. <laughs> and she helps you tighten things up in the right places and get everything fitted correctly. Um, but yeah, you, you get set in your, your new outfit. And uh, it fits almost perfectly. She makes some minor adjustments, some hand sewing uh, to tighten things in certain places on the fly. But otherwise, it's pretty much spot on on the first try. Minus some small adjustments. Hope you are uh, clearly a miracle worker. No, I don't know about miracles, but I do work in curses. <laughs> so if I snap the... The thing happens? Yes. <laughs> Ozzy snaps. <laughs> and a little ring of fire appears. Ozzy, once again, is just like shaking his head in disbelief. <laughs> the flame is like perfectly locked in place, too, to always be set at the, the right distance and gap between the, the horns. So when you move your head, it always is just like locked in place, like a halo. Yeah. Um, and the Ozzy like snaps again. To... <laughs> yeah. Um, and then to hope, he says, um, all right, I'm going to go see about joining a fight. You going to be there? I think I'll find time to make an appearance. Looking forward to it. Yay! Number uh, one fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk out in my new duds. All right, <laughs> you walk out, and you're. It's still early. Not that many people have hit the street just yet, other than the odd merchant and uh, farmer getting their work done early in the morning, and every single one you walk past just fucking stares. <laughs> just a magnet for line of sight. Every, everything that breathes walking through these, uh, <laughs> walking through these streets, um, uh, is just staring at you. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, I think Ozzy is loving it. I think he's really, like, playing it up. He's really strutting. Okay. Yeah, you're getting a ton of attention. Um, yeah. People are whispering and talking. The morning is, is marching along, and more and more people are getting out uh, into the street as you're heading um, towards the Lioness, and it is just word of mouth. People are talking mm. about you. <laughs> um, yeah. Maisel, Drang, as this is all happening, you arrive at the Lioness. And it's open for business. Um, before we walk in, I try to, like, push down my uh, didn't-sleep-for-night hair, and <laughs> I put my, like, hands in my fancy muff um, that I bought. And, like, dust off my shoulders and, and walk in <clears throat> and push the door open. Um, and is there anyone inside? Yeah, there's a number of people uh, in the building. They're, uh, they're sitting, they're drinking, they're having breakfast. Um, 
there's a dwarven gentleman who's dressed somewhat nicely. Um, not super nice, but definitely trying to make a show of himself, make himself look presentable. Uh, he's got a trimmed, shorter beard, short hair pulled back, uh, black, a little bit of gray coming into his beard. And he sees you all enter as he's walking about. He's putting his hand on the shoulder of his... Uh, uh, clientele as they're eating and checking on them. There's actually a woman, uh, a half-elf woman, who is walking around actually bringing food and serving the guests uh, in the inn. He seems to just be talking with them, not uh, directly serving them himself. As you enter, though, he sees you and he says, Ah, uh, yes! Hello! Welcome to the Lioness! Pleasure to have you here today. Are you looking for breakfast? We have... Uh, fresh coffee as well as drinks, if you're looking for something a bit stronger this morning. Uh, breakfast, yes. And, uh, um, we'll take a look at what drinks you have. Um, my friend here won't likely do much drinking, but we'll sit. <laughs> Very well. Um, uh, you can sit at the bar if you'd like dang. if you're going to drink, or you can... Choose a table, sit wherever you'd like, please. Be be comfortable, be welcome. Thank you. Um, and I want to take, like, as far away from the center, uh, a booth or a table. Um, okay. There. Yeah, you find a booth off in the corner and take a seat. And I want to take the, the seat facing inwards towards all the things. Okay. The uh, uh, half-elf woman eventually comes around to your... Hold Gesundheit. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, the half of woman eventually makes it around to your table, and she greets you, and she says, uh, Hello, yeah, um, what would you like to eat uh, this morning? We have usual fare, um, bread, eggs, sausage. Um, we have some uh, uh, porridge as well, depending on your preferences. Um, Didn't you guys just have breakfast? <laughs> yes. We can't just sit here, though. <laughs> yes, um, a porridge and and a coffee would be uh, lovely. Thank you. Okay. And if I uh, may, I haven't been here for quite a long time, but um, if you could send him, um, and she points to the uh, the, the the dwarf, mm -hmm. dwarf. Yep. Yeah. Um, I would love to uh, give my hellos. It's been. Quite a time since I've been to arrest it all. Oh, well, uh, sure. I'll let Hermine know that you'd like to speak with him. Um, I'll go get your food. I'll be Wonderful. back in a moment. And she walks away and she meant, she kind of like leans over and taps him and whispers to him. And then she goes back to the kitchen to prepare your food and your coffee. And he comes up to your table. He says, uh, yes, uh, hello. So soon you asked to see me again. Is there something, uh, wrong? Or good? How can I, uh... Oh, it's great. Yes. Um, the, uh, the porridge, that's... I believe those grains come from where I grew up. Um, listen, I am... Interesting. Not from here. It's not. I'm not from here, mm. but, uh... Mm -hmm. I'm looking to spend some money, and I have heard wind that this is where I, well, can. And I can't imagine that the 
<clears throat> margins on uh, Verdan Oats are what they should be to keep somewhere running. What are you asking? Exactly. What's the next time I can go downstairs? Make a, uh, make a persuasion check for me. Persuasion? Mm -hmm. Uh, 20. Well, if you're looking to spend some coin, I'm having guests tonight, just after sunset, downstairs. Tonight? There is a cover charge for entry, though. What if we were guests of a uh, patron, participant, um, performer? He looks at both of you. No offense meant, but you don't look the sort. Well, what if? Thank you. That? The door opens. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, man with a crown of fire and a golden skull mask walks in. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> The entire dining room falls silent as people stare in awe. It's not Ozzy, because it turns out Hope just makes that one. <laughs> She's really good one. at that one costume. Um, so one thing I have to stress about my Persona Libre ability is that... Um, ability? Yeah, oh it's yeah. a class ability. <laughs> Okay, good, cool. Carry on. Sorry. Um, unless you tell a creature or the creatures see you adopting your persona, they do not you know you and the adopted persona are the same person. Yep. Again, a man with a gold skull mask and a crown of fire walks in. Oh. Ozzy, um, you see huh. Dragon Mazel sitting yeah. at a booth with... The dwarf you held a knife to the throat of the other night, sitting there, yep. oh, good. talking. Uh, Ozzy, well, sorry. The infernal pain enters. Yep. Um, As he, yes, and, he does. And raises a fist and says, Which mortal can point me to the fights? <laughs> Hermine turns and he sees you and he's like, holy shit. Is this the one you were talking about? I have no idea who that is. Uh, all the people in the room are just fucking muttering and he, Hermine, the, the dwarf, runs over to you and he's like, you're making a scene. Maybe you should step outside. I don't know what you're talking about. Fights? There's no fights here. Get out. Just about Go around back. Are you the mortal? I don't know who you are, but I swear I'm gonna sock you straight in the chest. Step outside. No one socks a prince of hell and then steps outside to go around back. <laughs> are you 
mad. Walking into my establishment dressed like that, talking about fights? You're insane. I care not for your mortal discretion. I come to fight. Ozzy's persona what? is 100% based on bad drang. I just need to make that clear. <laughs> Good. Ozzy Good. has just thought, what if Drang were evil? <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I love cops. <laughs> oh, the most evil thing anyone could say. <laughs> um, Hermine is just fucking like. Ex like exacerbated it just does not he is so overwhelmed by everything about <laughs> your presence he's like look okay you know what if you stop making a scene sure you can you can fight there's fights tonight just stop being here until then what time are the fights sundown after sundown just please fucking leave the pact is sealed. <laughs> and the Infernal Fade turns and walks away. <laughs> so good. <sighs> he runs his hands through his hair. And he's just like, holy shit. This is going to be the fucking best fight ever. <laughs> and he, like, walks back inside. Well, everyone, please continue eating your meals. No, nothing to worry about at all. I contacted the guards, and that insane person was escorted off the premises. Please eat. Enjoy your morning breakfast. No one be concerned in the slightest. And he walks back over to you, Maisel and Drang, and he says, So, fight. Tomorrow... Or, excuse me, tonight, after sundown. Good deal. Edge of the World is a production of Tales from the Tabletop. Show notes, lore, fan art, and information about our other projects, including the Heart Engine role-playing system, are available on tfttpresents.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Twitch at TFTT Presents. Join our Discord from the link on TFTTPresents.com. This episode of Edge of the World was edited by Kathleen Childs. Our music is by Louis Zong. Our cast is Kat McDonald, Dalton Stevens, Dylan Irish, Joe Turner, and me, Bill Hinderman. Edge of the World comes out on Mondays and Thursdays, and we stream listen-alongs on Twitch on the last Friday of each month. Our full release and streaming schedule is available at TFTTPresents.com. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps more than you could possibly imagine. Edge of the World is hosted on Shortwave. Thanks for listening. <laughs>